Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Joey Sieber, the co-founder and CEO of Level 2 Legal Solutions, a provider of managed services focused on privacy, compliance, and litigation. Hi, Joey. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Ari? I'm very well. It's a privilege to speak with you. So tell us about your background and the genesis of Level 2 Legal Solutions. Level 2 is a managed service provider specializing in privacy compliance and litigation. Founded in 2009 during another crisis, the financial crisis, and coming out of my background as a lawyer, my partner's background as lawyers, but also I was an entrepreneur for the better part of 20 years. <laughs> I've owned businesses from auto parts to auto repair and have practiced law. So <laughs> those are some of the things that we did. Level two specializes in litigation compliance and privacy in the legal field as a service provider. How has Level 2 adapted to the current crisis environment? We went remote in 24 hours. Back in March, it seems like three years ago, not three months ago, but our entire workforce went remote in 24 hours. We let our clients know what we had done, both in terms of security and in terms of our ability to staff our projects. And we actually picked up some business along the way because of our ability to pivot quickly. So that's some of the things that we did immediately to cope with this environment. I have the honor of knowing the level two team quite well because we collaborate on a dinner series together. And I know that you are the former mayor of Tyler, Texas. Right. And I'm wondering how your leadership style, including the fact that you have this experience as the mayor of a municipality, changed over the past three months. Here's how I would put it, Ari. I don't know that my leadership style changed. I think the variables are different, but leadership is really leadership, right? So one of the things I'm big on building teams and putting teams of people together that are much more qualified than I am to do various specialties. So when I was mayor, when I was on the council, we worked collaboratively to solve problems, to serve in public service. It's the same thing that we're doing, but now we're doing it for clients. The values are the same, the values of teamwork, the value of listening to your constituents or to your clients. So I wouldn't say that my leadership style has changed. It's just the way that we execute it has changed. It's for-profit, not non-profit. <laughs> but I think you're using the same skills no matter what the challenge. Level two has continued to grow in this challenging second quarter. What have been the most meaningful obstacles and opportunities that you're seeing for leaders in legal generally? When we talk about opportunities in legal, I think and I'll go back to the value of listening and in communicating with our people. So one of the things that we've done internally is to make sure that we're taking care of the emotional wellness of our people in a distributed workforce. I did some individual messages each week. We try to be transparent with the work that was coming and the work that we were doing and have care groups and checking in with our employees, going above and beyond to make sure that we are staying in touch with our employees and our contractors so that the effect then for the client would be that we have a group of people working, that there's less fear, they're more engaged, and they're doing better work for our clients. 
As a leader, what strategies have you employed to ensure that the organization itself can weather a downturn? Again, I think it goes to listening, listening to your clients, listening to your employees, and then again, uh, making sure that we're being as transparent and communicating with our employees as much as we can and to let them know what's going on. It's really important, especially, you know, you think about it, Ari, you think about it in a time of fear and uncertainty. People want something to hold on to. They want to know what's happening with our work because we're not all in the same place. We're not all there together and able to converse. So people want to know what's happening there. I think it's important that we do that and the clients end up benefiting in that way. How have you needed to adapt your responsiveness both to employees and to clients given this newly distributed workforce? Well, <laughs> it feels like we're all working all the time, right? So while there may have been more of a sense of work and home, that's all blended together now. We're actually trying to make sure that people draw boundaries and they don't work all the time. And that we take time for yourselves and then we work. But I do think that among clients and even some at work, there is an expectation that people are going to be engaged more. So that responsiveness is very important when it comes to clients' needs and employee needs as well. Big, big changes there. You've announced several new hires recently. How has the onboarding process changed? It's not just onboarding difference, but for the first time, we hired two people at the same time at the executive level, having never met them in person. So the entire recruiting process, interview process was virtual, remote. We did bring them to our home office in Dallas to onboard, but some of that was done virtually as well. And so it's quite a different experience, but the same elements. It's just, you have to be a little more creative. Are there any suggestions for how you can maintain the collegial and supportive culture you're known for in an environment where you can't necessarily interact personally and directly? The suggestions I have are to be creative, to use the tools that we do have. You have to make sure that you're making use of technology, obviously, but that personally checking in with employees, personally checking in with clients, making sure that whatever void there may be because of the absence of direct communication that you're going over and above to be sure that we are making up for that, I should say, in other ways. What advice would you give to a new CEO in the legal industry, especially one who is navigating significant change for the first time? My advice for a CEO would be the same, whether it's legal or any other industry, and that is you start out with the long-term view. Where are you going? And also make sure that you're solving a problem that's a real need, not just a good idea. It's important that you know that you're super focused on what the need is and how you're going to solve that need. And again, I go back to it's important to listen, regardless of whether times are changing or not changing, whether there's a crisis or not a crisis. <laughs> One of the things that we do as lawyers is that we give advice. We like to tell people what they should do, and we don't necessarily listen well. I think that is a valuable skill as a CEO is to listen. Listen to your market. Listen to your competitors. Listen to your leaders. Listen to your employees. We have to start by listening. That's a skill that's hard to do sometimes, especially as CEO. We want to be in charge. We want people to do what we say, but that only comes if you can listen well. 
Where do you see the legal sector headed? I listen to a podcast, Scott Galloway, and does a podcast with Kara Swisher, Pivot. One of the things that he said that resonated with me just within the last two weeks is that whatever plans you have for the future, whatever projects you have, maybe on a 10-year horizon, have accelerated, and that time is here now. And I think that we're seeing that in legal. I think we're seeing the acceptance of more things happening remotely, whether that's a workforce or whether that's a hearing or even we're reading about trials. The same is true with technology. So we're all signing things by DocuSign where a wet signature may have been necessary. Just extend out all of those things and you say, where's it going? I don't know exactly where it's going. I just know that it's been accelerating or it will be accelerating. The other thing is it's not just specific to legal, but I think we all hoped that, okay, we've done our three months time. Things are going to get better. We've flattened the curve. So you can call it the second wave or extension of the first wave or whatever it is. There's no real end in sight. And I think it's going to be with us for a long time. So it's going to continue to impact everything that we do in legal and everywhere else. So we better buckle up for the long haul. I know for us, what that means is our business model is shifting, right? We need to be able to work in a distributed workforce and take advantage of the opportunities that exist there for the long haul. And that's what we're working on now. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Joey Sieber, the co-founder and CEO of Level 2 Legal Solutions, a provider of managed services focused on privacy, compliance, and litigation. Joey, it's been an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.